I was just thinking this morning what an honor it is to stand in front of you and preach the word for these years. And just as a son uh, in the faith and growing up with many of you fathers and mothers, how honored I am to speak to people like you. And I really mean that. It's an honor to be given the, the word of the Lord to speak here in this place. Um, I had a sermon prepared for today about the mind, and I woke up this morning and felt no uh, wind on that word, and instead I, I felt drawn back to a discussion that we had Wednesday night at House Church in regards to uh, living in the in faith, living by faith, and, and really walking in the, in the Word of the Lord. And I realized that this is really just a continuation of the last two weeks. And if you haven't been here the last two weeks, I would highly encourage you to go back and emails and listen, not, not because the sermon was great, but because the Word of the Lord was in season right now for what I believe we need to hear, the, the fear of the Lord. And we have been spending some time in Proverbs. And so if you weren't here or for a, a refresher of for those who were here a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the fear of the Lord um, being the beginning of wisdom. We, we talked about living your life uh, with the awareness that His eyes are always on you, living in the dark as the same way you live in the light. We talked about the fear of the Lord being a choice, and the fear of the Lord is hating evil, and the sevenfold spirit of the Lord. And we finished with the fear of the Lord being synonymous with humility, Proverbs 22. Uh, humility is the beginning of wisdom. Humility is the fear of the Lord. You can interchange, exchange those two words. And so this last week, we, we talked about um, teachability. And, and really, that if, if humility is the beginning of wisdom, then all of Proverbs really is, is summed up with, my son, listen to my words. Be teachable. Incline your ear. Have the ability to listen with your two ears and one mouth. Don't talk so much. Come with a humble, teachable heart. If you repent and listen, I'll pour out my spirit on you. There was three if contingencies. If you have a life in the word and seek for it. If you have a life in intercession and if you have a life of pursuit, then Proverbs 2 says, you'll know the Lord. But it's, 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 it's contingent on your response. If you do these things, then you'll know the Lord. And if you don't, you won't. We talked about uh, child training last week. Discipline and instruction are the way to life. I want my kids to walk in life and not death. I want them to listen to my word and obey my instruction because I don't want them to grow up to be a self-centered person. I want them to grow up to be a God-centered man or a God-centered woman able to respond to his words. We talked about last week, if we finished it with the fool, and then the 10 descriptions of a fool, and it was really, really bad. You know, like, for instance, trusting yourself to a fool is like drinking poison. All these, all these horrible things in Proverbs 26, and then we end up with saying, do you see someone wise in their own eyes? There's more hope for a fool than that person. And that just stopped me in my tracks when I read it. Oh, I see all these foolish people in the marketplace and on TV. And I'm like, they're just acting like fools. And the Lord says to me, yeah, but if you're wise in your own eyes, there's more hope for them than you. It's like, ah, it's like, Doug, rebellious people don't like to be told what to do. Ugh, just hurts, you know? 
Like, oh, I'm wise in my own eyes. I lean on my own understanding. The Lord says, don't do that. Do not do that. Be teachable. Listen to my word. Well, today, I, I, I just really want to continue with that thought for you. I'm going to say some things that you guys know. Maybe it will be helpful as a refresher. Maybe if you're the, the one that Doug was talking about today, uh, this is the Lord coming after you saying, respond uh, to this word here today. Um, in Habakkuk, it's quoted uh, the, that the righteous one will live by faith. My righteous one will live by faith. Who is the capital T, righteous, the righteous, capital one? Who is that? Jesus Christ. And he lived as the template for us by faith, not by sight. Well, this is quoted three different times in the New Testament, often Galatians 3, Romans 1, and Hebrews 10. The righteous people of God, the righteous one, the righteous man or woman will live by his faith. It's, it's from self-centeredness and living by my own wits and my own wisdom and doing what seems right or feels right to doing what the word of the Lord says and doing what he says is right, regardless of what it looks like to men or women around us. My righteous one will live by faith and not by sight. This is the way to life, life of faith. And so faith is essential. If you would go with me to uh, Hebrews uh, chapter 11, the famous, famous faith, hall of faith passage there. And you remember what it says in verse 1. You've heard maybe a thousand sermons on this. Faith is the confidence or substantiations of things hoped for. Faith is the evidence or assurance about what we do not see. Faith means you're living in another realm. You're making decisions outside of sight. Isaiah 11, you're not making decisions based on what your ears hear or your eyes see. That sea will part in the name of Jesus because he said so. It looks ridiculous, but it will, it will part by faith. I believe that. And so then you get to this amazing phrase. We discussed this Wednesday. Verse 6. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe, one, that he exists. And number two, that he rewards those who earnestly or diligently seek him. This phrase bothers me. Because what it's saying is, this, this sentence says, Anything done outside of the realm of faith is displeasing to the Lord. Did you know that you can live in a way as a believer that's displeasing to the Lord? I'm not saying that. Jesus and Paul said it. Am I accepted in the beloved in Christ Jesus? Yes or no? Yes. Is Christ pleasing to the Lord? Absolutely. Am I in Christ Jesus as a believer? I'm pleasing to the Lord in Christ. It's true. And it's also true that Peter was this rock. On this rock, I'll build my church. And then he shifted. And what did he say? No, you will not go to the cross, Jesus. And what did Jesus say to him? Get behind me. Oh, Peter was living in a way, he was walking in a way that displeased Jesus. Even though all that Jesus just said a couple sentences before was true. 
Even though I am in Christ and I'm completely accepted in Him, I can walk in a way that displeases the Lord. And so as a son or as a daughter, one of the hallmarks of that, one of the ways I know I'm a son, according to Hebrews 12, is that He disciplines me. If I am disciplined as a son, it means I know I'm legitimate. I'm a legitimate son. And he loves me dearly. And why is he disciplining me? Well, it's because he wants me to walk, Colossians 1, in a way that pleases him. 1 Thessalonians 4, I want you to walk in a way pleasing to him. Paul says, I I make it my earnest desire to please him. Did you know it's, you're able to do that? It's, it's possible for a believer to walk in the way that the Lord says, I'm not pleased with that way. And so I'm going to bring the rod and the staff. We're going to change your thinking because I love you so much. I want you to think differently and act differently about this situation. The Lord loves his sons way more than I love my sons. And yet he's careful to discipline us for our own good. And so without faith, it's impossible to live in that way. And then you get this monstrous verse in Romans chapter 14 that says, 14.23, if you'd go there, talking about eating, food, some people have the right to do it, other, other people don't. And he says, but whoever has doubts is condemned if they eat. Because their eating is not from faith. And then the monstrous verse. And everything that does not come from faith is... Man, I'm telling you, you could just just think about that for a little while and, and see what the Lord does. What are you doing from your life right now that is based on sight? No matter how good it is, Let me warn you and warn me that that means we're sinning. It's maybe not a gross sin, cheating, lying, whatever, but I'm doing a good thing apart from faith, and in the Lord's eyes, that is sin. And so I'm I'm trying to set up for you, I'm trying to paint a picture of how important living by faith is. This is not just oh, I, I want to be a faithful person or, or I, want to, I want to trust that the Lord has good for me. Yes, he does. This is in our everyday life, church. This is every day. And so anything that's outside of that is sin. So what we want to do is we want to learn what does it mean to stay right in the middle of faith all day, every day. How do I know I'm getting outside of faith, everybody? I begin to da 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 doubt. I'm doubting his love for me, his goodness, my place. Is this really the Lord? I'm beginning to doubt. I got to go back to faith. I got to get back there. So it's really important that we understand. I love, uh, I love the Holy Spirit. Uh, Wednesday, we were going next to uh, Romans chapter 10. And I said, does anybody have anything to say? And Jason said, Romans 10, 17. I said, that's right. That's where we go next. After, after Romans 14, we got to take a left and say, where does it start from? And again, I know you guys know this. Where's the point of origin? How do I get back to the center of the circle? Okay, I'm out here in doubt. You say, how do I get back to this? Well, this is how we get back. Faith comes 
or it originates from hearing and hearing from the rhema of the Lord. Faith starts, it's burst from your ears being opened, like we talked about not being a fool, but being wise, being teachable and listening, humble, I'm only doing what the Father's doing, Jesus is our template, I'm being moved by the word of the Lord. Faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. So significant, church. This is where rubber meets the road tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. What is the Lord's word about this situation? We got to get back to square one so that we can live and walk in faith and be pleasing to the Lord. Hearing indicates active obedience. I think, I think Kathy said this Wednesday. There, there, in, in Hebrews, it's more, it's more than just hearing like it passes into your ear. It's doing something with that word. It's, it's, Hebrews 4 uh, talks about this. There's, there's no benefit for those Israelites that heard the word if it wasn't mixed with faith. So it's more than just noise comes into your ear. It's got to be grabbed onto. You got to hold it fast and say yes to that word. I'm going to do that word. And so hearing is active obedience and hearing in faith must be required for it to mean anything in your life, to produce any fruit in your life. I mentioned the word rhema earlier. And again, you might know this. Logos, the constant word of God, the written word of God, where God reveals his intent and his purposes Never changing, yeah? Jesus was the logos, and the word was God, and the word was with God in the beginning. Then you have the other Greek phrase, rhema. And that word is the instant word. It's his spoken word. It's God's living voice today for us. A lot of the time, most of the time, it's actually the logos word. That word that just jumps off the page when you're reading your Bible in the morning, you're like, oh, that's the word for today. Well, that's that rhema word for you right there. But Jesus did not have a scripture in John 4 when he was speaking to the woman at the well that said she had five husbands. What he got was a rhema word of knowledge for her. And Peter did not have anything written in the scroll of Isaiah when he was on that rooftop in Acts chapter 10 when he saw the vision of the sheets coming down. And the Spirit said to him, go to Cornelius' house. And Paul in Acts 16 did not have anything written in the scroll that said, the Holy Spirit kept me from preaching the word in Asia. And when I attempted to enter Bithynia, he would not let me. Mysia, I could not get in there. And he paused and waited, and he has a dream of a man in Macedonia waving, and he perceives the Spirit saying, come over to help. Can you imagine me saying, I tried to go preach the gospel in Tawanda, but I felt a check in my spirit about it. <laughs> and that seems crazy, because the Bible says, go and preach the world. Yes, it does. But I, as a son, have to know where to go and when to go there. i got to stay in step with the Holy Spirit. Because he can do more by me pausing than I can by me stepping ahead a hundred times. Maybe the fruit's not ripe. 
Maybe that person's not, maybe there's another person that's going to step in. Maybe I'm not ready. I don't know. But we do not go whole hog and, it, and, and, and totally disregard the present word of the Lord. Amen. We cannot do that, church. And this is essential because if we do, we're not living in faith. And you and I know a bunch of people in a bunch of churches that are monuments. They're living by the word, yes, but they're not living by the active word. There's no room for the present living voice of the Lord. They've shut him out because of their tradition, and it's dead. And we can be there just like that, church. Just like that. The minute we choose to stop listening and lean on our understanding and go our own way, we can be there just like that. And so it's so important for us to stay in step. So, John 6. Let's finish up there. Jesus said, multiple different times, he mentions the, the rhema word. This is one of them. In John 6, 63, he says, the Spirit, capital S, gives life. The flesh, no matter what good deeds we're doing, the flesh counts for Because apart from me, you can do Man. Man. The words I have spoken to you, they are spirit and life. Let me say it again. The spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The rhema that I have spoken to you is full of the spirit and life. What is he saying here? He's saying that his spoken words are the embodiment of the spirit of life. What he's saying is that when we actively receive those words... We're actually walking in the Spirit and in life. So when we hear the word of the Lord with our ears, the ears of our heart, and we actively receive them, we're exercising our spirit man. You guys know the difference? Like you can go through a lot of activities and events and your spirit man is just kind of dead. And then somebody speaks that word and it just pops. Something just activates inside of you. There's an awakening almost. Well, that's the place we're called to live all the time. Actively listening and obeying his present speaking voice to us. That's what he's after, a people that will walk like that. So the word of the Lord, the rhema word of the Lord, produces a spiritual people. A spiritual people are disciples who walk according to the word of the Lord. Underneath the umbrella of the Logos word, yes, everything must line up with the Logos word. And actively being moved by the Spirit. Man does not live by bread alone, but on every rhema that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. Are you hungry spiritually? Do you feel empty? Where is the rhema word of the Lord at in your life right now? When's the last time you heard his sweet, fresh voice? spoken into your heart that awakened your spirit, man. Because if you haven't heard in a while, I guarantee you, you're hungry. 
And, and I feel sick when I don't have that on a regular basis. John 15, if you, if you receive or remain in me and my rhema remains in you, ask whatever you wish and it'll be done for you. The sword of the Spirit. Ephesians 6, which is the rhema of the Lord. The word of the Lord for us. What is the Lord speaking to you in this season? And will you listen and obey? Will you be teachable? If you will, then that means you're walking by faith. If you're walking by faith, you're living a life that's pleasing to Him. Colossians 1 plays this out for us. If we live a life pleasing to Him, we bear fruit in every good work. Oh, just going where the Lord is going... And just doing what he's doing means you bear tons and tons and tons of fruit. Anything done outside of faith counts for nothing. You don't bear fruit outside of faith. That's the truth. The Lord is looking for sons and daughters that will remain in him. Listen to his word and respond obediently to that. Mm. I've done it both ways. I've done it both ways. So much better just to listen and obey. I know you know what I'm saying here, church. I know you know what I'm saying. We can be carnally minded or we can be spiritually minded. We do, we do not want to step out of a life of faith. He has so much for us if we will just listen and obey. So we just want to respond to this word. I just want to ask that you would, in your heart, just, just with me, have a moment to hear and receive and understand what he's saying, and then actively obey that word. Say yes to that word. We sang it this morning. We say yes, God. We say yes to your word, God. No longer stiff-arming. Mary said it best. Be it unto me according to your word. I want to walk in obedience to that. So Lord, I pray now in Jesus' name that you would touch our hearts with your very present word, God. The word that's close in our hearts, in our mouths, Lord. I pray for sensitivity to your voice, God that we would not be moved by the voice of a stranger, but simply responding. Let me ask you this. What is the Lord asking you to do? We all know we should be reading the Bible more. But what time in the morning or what time in the evening is the Lord asking you to show up in order to meet with Him? What if you had a friend that says, let's meet tomorrow morning for coffee at 7.30 and you said yes and you no-showed. 
And what if that friend had no bitterness, no condemnation, no anger, and they came to you again and said, I would love to meet you for coffee tomorrow. And you said, yes. See, when it's like that, when it's, a, when it's an invitation from a person, it's different than, oh, I should meet that friend for coffee sometime in the future. This is the difference between what we ought to do and the word of the Lord. Just lead us, God. We need your direction, God. So there's some of you in here that are in need of some clarity in your life. We all need it at different times and different seasons. You need direction in your life right now. Might be job-related, personally, relationships, financially, health-wise. You need direction. I need to know. I need to know the word of the Lord. I need to get back to faith. Square one. This is why we love the body of Christ. We can help each other hear the word. We are not the Holy Spirit for you. The Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit for you. But we can echo his voice back. We can echo what he's saying and it'll ring true in your heart if it's the Holy Spirit. You'll have a yes in your soul. So I'm just going to ask if, there, if there's anyone in here that needs that. We want to pray over you. But before we do, Michelle's got a word, I believe. Um, I just wanted to share it. On the way here, I was messaging with a friend about faith. And this friend is going through a really dark time. And the Lord just put it in my heart that faith is a million tiny steps. Mm-hmm. And uh, immediately the Lord just gave me this image of Christ walking to the cross and how our road to faith is just like that walk, that every single step that he took, he had to deny his flesh. And every single step that he took was thought out. It was with purpose. It was on purpose. And then just like he was going to the cross to crucify his body, we are taking our flesh to the cross. And even on that trip to the cross, he needed help. He asked for help. And um, just this scripture, my old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. Simply a step of faith to ask that we could live by faith and not by sight. So I'm just going to ask you, and if you would, if you're in need of clarity, direction in your life right now, if you need to hear the word of the Lord freshly, would you just stand up this morning? If the Lord is on you right now, if he's touching your heart about this and you're ready to receive a fresh word, just stand up to receive some ministry this morning.